Welcome to Indecent Tea Time. The dish on all your naughty reads. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jesse, And we're going to talk about so much smut. This podcast contains mature content. Please read all trigger warnings before reading any book. This podcast also contains serious spoilers for all books, so don't be mad at us for sharing the best parts. The content of this podcast is intended for adults. Safety, respect, and consent are of the utmost importance in any sexual situation. And while we're discussing many topics, we always advise our listeners to be safe, communicate, and respect others. If you're down for the ride, let's get into that tea. How was your trip? It was really good. It was short, but it was a lot of fun. I flew into Tampa to see my cousin and her new baby. So she has a seven-month-old. Oh, goodness. And we, I just spent one night there, and really it was barely even a night. And then I woke up the next morning at 5.30 to head on, get on the road, and I drove from Tampa up to uh, okay. Pensacola to pick Abby up from the airport there. And then we drove down to Destin, which I could have swore when I looked up the driving distance from Pensacola to Destin, it was 45 minutes. It was an hour Ooh, and 45 minutes. Okay. And I was like, well, oh, well, (laughs) it doesn't really matter. So, um, but yeah, we had an Airbnb in Destin. It was just you two? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, just us two. Good. I'm so glad that you were able to get away and just do whatever you wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. See, I don't know how we did it. But we woke up and we went to Walmart and we got a little Mm -hmm. cooler and we put six of those like sparkling wine things in it to take to the beach. And we were like, oh, we'll just bring some fruit. So we got some blueberries and some oranges and we cut them up and put them in a little lunch box and brought it to the beach. We completely forgot to feed ourselves the entire day. Sounds right. Literally, we had oranges and blueberries on the beach with our wine sparkler things. We had uh, Bloody Mary's. For lunch. So we got a couple olives we and some tomato juice, juice right? there. Veggies. Then we got back to the hotel room. We got ready. And we went down to Destin with the intention of eating, uh-huh. going to dinner. And we found ourselves at this little bar. We were like, we'll just get one drink before we go get dinner. And then all of a sudden, we were like, Kristen's hammered. And it's and we midnight. Haven't eaten. We haven't <laughs> eaten. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have not eaten shit. Like, it's really packed now because now all the locals are out, like, at this bar. And um, there's this one Jersey Shore douchebag guy who just didn't get the hint. And he kept coming up trying to talk to us. And we're like, we kind of found our people. We're like not having it. But he, Jesse, if you could have heard him, he walks up and he's like, so, hey, like, that whole, Uh like, spiel. And he was trying to convince us that he was a pilot out there. And I was like... There's a lot of military out here, but I just don't believe you're smart enough, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't believe you are smart enough. And finally, Abby was like, yells at me from across the bar and is like, Kristen, get away from him. And I was like, fine, because I was trying so hard to like figure out what he was lying about. I was also hammered. Uh, But yeah, so it was really fun. We ended up going back to our hotel room and not eating there was a point in the ocean i told abby i was like i'm too drunk to be in the ocean abby i'm gonna drown i gotta get out <laughs> she was like that's, that's a good yeah, reason that's a legit like concern yeah it's like i'm i'm gonna die like oh. we gotta we gotta get out okay. 
And then we drove up to Pensacola the next day. And I, Pensacola was not my vibe. It was too, and it was giving me so much anxiety because there were all these families there, but nobody's watching their kids. I'm like, all these kids are going to die. Like they're all going to drown. And the waves were a lot stronger there. And it just was not my vibe. I didn't like it as much, but we walked around there and then we caught flights out that night. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that you had fun. Yeah, it was good. And drinking and... Unintentional. I, like, we really did want to go get a nice mm-hmm. dinner that night. Like, that yeah. was our plan. And get some seafood right. because everyone was raging about the seafood. Well, you're on the coast, yeah, no. so. The best seafood I had was my shrimp Caesar salad at the airport on the way home. Which I'm sure was like $20. Motherfucker. <laughs> what the heck? I'm like, I'm going to have to go back. It's supervised right. this time. So someone feeds me. But I was like paranoid the entire time, slathering my new tattoo in as much sunscreen as possible. That is the only part of my body that isn't like splotchy. It's really good. So how was your tattoo? I saw you got a new one. Do you love it? How's it healing up? It's good. Yeah. I think like, I don't know, a few days before, maybe that Saturday before. And I was outside just looking through my phone and I saw your Instagram and I was like, oh my God, Kristen got her tattoo. And I was showing uh, Aaron and I jokingly said let's get tattoos for our 10 year and he he looked at me and he was like yeah okay we, we sh- let's do that that sounds fun and i was like are you serious and he was like yeah i yeah do and i was like okay so i called immediately and aaron was like whoa wait i uh, w- uh and i was like you said okay i told him i was like i don't think that they're gonna have an opening but let's just let's just see and so i called and i said hey do you have anything available on wednesday the 12th and he was like, yeah, we actually, Asia just had two cancellations. And I was like, well, we're looking to get fairly small tattoos, nerd uh, anime. He was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, let's get you set up for a consultation and get it done. And I was like, okay. And I, I've always wanted columbines for Colorado. So I have my sunflowers and then I got mm-hmm. columbines. And then Psyduck's my spirit animal because he gets migraines. He's just a walking migraine. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get Psyduck. Yeah, I'm going back. So I got four more hours on mine. Cool. That's exciting. Bomo. So I didn't know. I started reading uh, Blood Oath. I didn't even realize that you had read the first two books in Blood Oath uh, until I was like through book five of the six. Is that the one with Kala with the... It's the vampires. Yeah, Yeah, that one's... I, I don't Kayla Kala again I don't know like yeah I did not like the writing style of that one yeah so do you remember how we talked about DNFing yeah. books Jesse I downloaded all oh, six shit. in the series because I have like this phobia like I, I don't know if it's a phobia or just a serious dislike of not finishing okay. a series and I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it so I download all six and I got through the first two and I was like, this uh-huh. is okay. There's four more books. There's a lot of room to grow. I wanted to stop reading right. it so bad, but oh, I couldn't you finished do it. it. I could not bring myself. I finished it. I finished it today. I could not the bring myself so to bad. just stop. It's it so was bad. pretty not great. It was pretty not great. And I just couldn't bring myself to not do it. I had to finish it or I would have like lived with the anxiety. I have no problem just 
I got, this is Twilight. Like I got to like the last book and there was probably, I don't know, 50 pages left, if that, maybe even less. And something happened where she turned into the vampire and then she like, like she was freshly turned and she smelled the hunters and ran up to them. But then like decided that she wasn't going to feast on them for some, and I was like, nope, this is just terrible yeah and you know what was even what? more disappointing was it was a reddit was recommendation it? who is recommending this garbage mm-hmm. <laughs> i know i need to go find the reddit oh thread and just comment and be like i sincerely disagree with this I particular hope you have you recommendation, on that recommendation. <laughs> <sighs> goodness gracious so this is a nice segue into in a jam which I loved and I didn't. I love it was Kristen, it was so cute and it's so not like our typical books that we read and I I really enjoyed reading it and at the end of the book I almost DNF'd it. But I didn't because I knew we were going to do this podcast, but if we weren't doing this podcast, I would have thrown this book out. Like I the ending bothered me so fucking much. All right. Well, then let me do the quickie on it and then we can just yes. jump into it. So In a Jam, it's written by Kate Canterbury. It is a slow burn. The spice in it is very mild. But the premise of the story is that this chick inherits her, well, she gets left at the altar. She inherits a family farm, tulip farm. She moves from the city out into the country. Her high school friend not sweetheart friend who always loved her was still living there he was taking care of his sister's daughter so he's a single dad and they have like serious tension the whole time they end up being neighbors because their little farms are right next to each other and then of course over the storyline they end up hooking up so that's like the super high level quickie of what the books are out it really is super sweet it's so stupid cute and it just gives you the good feels the entire time and I had another friend read it too we we partner read it together and she was like this is so stupid cute like I can't even you know what I really enjoyed was that it wasn't a skinny character it was an older woman and she is a bigger girl which I loved and sometimes it made me a little uncomfortable the way she was like he was touching my squishy belly or like my thighs. But I I was like, you know what? I, I do enjoy that this author is describing a bigger, beautiful woman. And I, I appreciated that it's, you know, because most of the stories that you read in Smut are young, young white girls. Young white skinny, skinny bitches. bitches. Yeah. Young I mean, skinny bitches. I mean, there's a there's a stereotype <laughs> for these for these books. And I, I enjoyed that it wasn't it wasn't that I really did. Yeah, this author, Kate Canterbury, I've actually read another one of her books as well. And she typically does do a more standard woman's body type in her female man character. So it she does do a really cute job. And the other book that I read from her is all also kind of a milder smut. So she really is like a milder, very romantic a character building type of smut author, but she does write smut. I mean, there are some good scenes. And then just to round it off, any trigger warnings for this book, super mild, but they do talk about a little bit of chronic illness, a little bit of bullying, 
um, a little bit of fat shaming. But other than that, I mean, it's super sweet. So it's really not really a lot. And I would say warnings. this book is your, this is what I would say is a typical romance novel. Um, it's one man, one woman. They're building up this relationship. They They fall in love, albeit unexpectedly or even against and i i it was just so sweet so this is what i would there so this book also does have a child character in it so if you're not wanting to read anything about children if you're not really in the mood to have a child character in your smut book so funny but the way she cusses like a sailor i was like this child is my spirit animal i love this kid it's so much yeah chickens (laughs) yeah for sure she is definitely like some comic relief she is hilarious but yeah there is a character in a book like she is she is hilarious and she like she just cusses the whole entire any scene that she's in god damn it i didn't say fuck you said fuck he said fuck it wasn't me i didn't say fuck (laughs) you said fuck like five times i know so if we were to start out this book the first thing that happens is your stereotypical trope so it's a fake proposal book the whole thing starts off on the premise of he wants her land she needs to keep the house she has to be married to keep the house as part of the whatever the will agreement and so he proposes to her out of desire to utilize the property for his own farm so that's like the big trope and it. it's like enemies to lovers kind of but fake yeah. proposal is the first big thing so they end up getting married pretending they freaking hate each other but then the whole town finds out but the first scene that I thought was hilarious and so cute because it's the most romantic first thing. It's a small town football game where they have to pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend because this psychotic vagina doctor, uh, it has this major crush on the male character. His name is Noah. And he basically <laughs> daddy bread baker i know he does have the best so daddy bread baker is his uh his nickname from the book and we may as well just use that because that's a way better name than noah so daddy bread baker is this hottie farmer single dad and the women in town just freaking love him they think he is hot shit and this vagina doctor also known as gynecologist no she's a um she's a a pt yeah she's a physical therapist and she teaches you how to use your pelvic floor yeah okay so (laughs) vagina doctor she is obsessed with him and he's basically terrified of her and all of a sudden like pretends to be madly in love with shay who's the main female character and at this high school small town football game the way he talks about like holding her and in his mind, he's just in love with her, but he pretends to be the biggest dick ever. And he does, he makes those comments about like having his hands on her soft parts and stuff. And it does make you super uncomfortable, but it's so cute. It's so cute. And they have this little pretend relationship at this this football game. It's so adorable. (laughs) It was really cute. And that what's what's her name? Christiane. Christ 
the vagina, the vagina doctor. doctor. She is aggressive. I really did love that homecoming scene where they're both just like totally overacting, but at the same time falling into this comfortable routine and Shay's broken because she was left at the altar and Noah's always loved her. So he's, he's getting those high school dreams that never happened. And you, and like, it happens for him now. It was so cute. It was so cute. The next cute little relationship building moment that they have is when they're at the farmer's market selling jam and so they start this competition with each other where daddy Breadbaker is flirting with all the women they have two lines daddy Breadbaker is flirting with all of the women to try to sell as many jam jars as he can and shay is doing the same exact thing she has another line and she's like flirting with everybody and he gets so jealous and starts telling off some of the customers and making comments that make it sound like they're together and to warn off the customer basically and so they try to they try to sabotage the other person's sales by cutting in on the conversations that was a cute one where they were so competitive but they were both super jealous at the other one because Everyone in line was flirting yes. with both of them. I love how Shay is like, dude, you have all the hot, thirsty moms in your line. He's like, no, I don't. They don't. She was like, are you fucking kidding me? That lady, her boobs were about to spill out as she was trying to buy something for you. Like, are you kidding? He was like, I'm not. Like, I love how he doesn't see himself as hot. He just doesn't see it. Yeah. Because in the story, it describes that he was, you know, like the the fat kid with all the pimples and everything and how he had a glow up. And he's like, I don't even I didn't even do anything. I just got older and I look this is how I look. And she's like, dude, you're fucking hot. So, yeah, uh, Daddy Breadbaker. Yeah, Daddy Breadbaker is so Love cute it. and innocent and thinks he's, he's ugly. Such, he's such really, a he's, you know, soft squishy. You know what gets me? The one thing that 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 really does get called out with him in this book is the forearm game. Yes. She's always talking about those rolled up sleeves and those forearms. I was and like, his hat. yeah, yeah. His hat mm-hmm. and his flannel shirts yep. that are rolled up in his strong forearms. I was like, yes. I know. She does give you a really good visual yes, of does. the forearms. If you have a forearm kink. It was a cute little, like, one. it wasn't, like, straight up, like, country farmer, like, kink, but it was a good ease into sexy farmer, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Sexy single dad like farmer that. man. But it was a slow burn, right? So these are like all the little tension building scenes. And it does really build the tension well. And freaking finally, about halfway through the book, we have birthday dinner, the birthday dinner scene where he... Oh, that was such a cute Like tries scene. so hard to make her a cake and make fresh frosting, fresh frosting, homemade frosting, fresh I'm an idiot. Homemade frosting. And while he's putting Ginny, the kid, to bed, she finds like six ruined batches of frosting in the pantry when she was putting dishes away. And he comes down and finds her in there and is like, don't look at those. Like, the, And she just starts crying because she's so touched that he did that. And then they oh, they almost, almost have sex the pantry, in that pantry. Yeah. I was so sad. He like, oh, he like lifts her up and they're like go into town and and then it ends it was so that yeah definitely i was like what 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 happened and then it was just like next chapter i was like what the fuck (laughs) i I can't i can't handle this tension but she was trying to make him 
see, you know, she it's a slow burn. So she was trying to like make him very right. respectful, like build, keep on with that same character theme. I'm like, you could have ruined his character at that point for me because I was so frustrated with that not progressing to more than what it it was. It should have been, right but there. that's okay. Because again, this is the books we read. This book. <laughs> so yeah, I know this. Hey, we said we, we were doing a slow it, burn, and it. that's what this uh, was. I really enjoyed when he picks her up from the bar, and he comes and picks her up, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he like, "I'm gonna pick you up. I'll put you in this bed." And it kind of starts to give this foreshadowing of how alpha he, I hate saying that, of how how dominant he is. A sexually yes, dominant Yes, because he side, definitely, yeah. like, the, the things that he says to her when they finally do start having sex, he is just aggressive. And the things that came out of his mouth, I was like, this, this is a little dirty. I did not expect these words to be in this book with how sweet it was. And then, like, the way he was like, yeah, you bet you like my cock. And I was like, oh, God damn. All right. This this book's not so bad. Okay. <laughs> it got a lot dirtier when it happened. <laughs> this book's not so bad. Yeah, his inner dialogue mm-hmm. is pretty epic. He does have some really dirty inner dialogue, but it's kind of refrained. So I was really hoping that even if they weren't fucking, like his inner dialogue would expand right. upon what he was envisioning in his mind a little bit more. But it was always just like the things the, I would do. The wording was always like the dirtiest, worst most terrible things do super disrespectful things that i want to do to her and then it like stops and i'm like whoa 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 whoa. no 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 no. tell me about these disrespectful things because i want to know and it didn't it didn't expand on it and i was like motherfucker (laughs) this tension too much tension too much build up i'm dying over here something happened i can't remember something happened and maybe it was the winter football game or something and he takes her home and his hand is on her thigh and he's just like and it's describing of how he keeps touching her and she's just on fire and he goes i'm gonna put this kid to bed and when i come back down here the things i'm gonna do to you and i was like yes tell me these things and then they finally do fuck in the pantry and yeah. and then he bends yes. her over on the kitchen table and then he takes her upstairs and he pushes her down on the bed. And I was like, I'm telling you, the way that he is dominant over her and the things, the dirty things that he, I love dirty talk. And his dirty talk was like the best for me in this book. Yeah, he, I like dirty talk too. And he did really good. He was very respectful but also very like, I dirty. I mean, I guess he was like, are you okay? Like he was checking in with her, but the things that he said yeah. to her were not, like he was like, was that too far? And she was like, nope, nope, it's good. Keep going. And I was, so yeah, so it was respectful that he would check in with her, but at the same time he was like, bet you like it, huh? Dirty girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I almost died. Okay, one scene that I can't get over. This will probably be one scene that sticks with me forever. When he walks in on her cleaning the bathtub. Yes. So he walks in on her cleaning the bathtub. And I wrote this down because I loved it so much. And she has her headphones in. So he's banging on the front door because Jenny, the little girl, wants her hair done. Anyways, He's banging on the front door. She's not answering. So he's panicking. He thinks something is wrong. And so he barges into her house, goes upstairs, finds her in the bathroom. And she's bent over this porcelain clawfoot tub in the bathroom, scrubbing it, booty ass naked, butt up in the air. And 
he goes, the memory of her plump ass was going to haunt my descendants for the next (laughs) thousand years. (laughs) I just couldn't. I couldn't get over it because she's mortified. (laughs) And that is, that was the sentence for me. I was like, I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. That is wonderful. For the next thousand years, I thought it was, it was really, like I said, those little small tidbits of just them discovering each other and how much they really do love each other and then the the funny embarrassing little store like little scenes between them that one was because that was the first the way she's like what the fuck he's like well you said i could come in that i didn't she was like okay well you need to leave and he just stood there he like doesn't leave she's like okay i need to get he's like oh shit i'm sorry he's like he's like immobilized Oh my gosh, he was so embarrassed. It was was really good. I love that scene. And then immediately, like, after that, the whole town finds out they're married. So then she moves in with him, and then they fuck a bunch at his house. I love how the author describes, like, how they fuck all over the farm. Like, they send Ginny out to go do things, and then they fuck in the barn. They fuck in the the pantry. And they're like, they just send her on mission so that way they can fuck. Ginny, go feed the chickens. I hate hate the fucking chickens. chickens. Stupid fucking chickens. Yeah, I, I love she was my favorite. She was my absolute favorite. They're fucking demons. I think, yeah, and then it like wraps up where her ex had or her ex. And like, this is where the book went downhill for me. He wants his fucking Yeah, this is probably right. They like I don't know why they Seriously. even bring him back. Because he wants his it was engagement stu- ring back so after leaving stupid. her at the altar. It really was like an odd twist. And this is why it wasn't the fact that they brought him back. It was the way that the author built up this character. She she started rock bottom, low, self-confidence, non-existent, right? And throughout the book, she builds her up and she makes her, her and Noah have developed something to where she finally feels beautiful again. And then the fucking ex-fiance comes back in and she's like oh i think i'm just gonna go do it i need to have closure and i'm like this is so fucking stupid and it even says in the book her best friend is like don't do it and noah's like don't do it she's like oh i think i'm still gonna do it even though this is stupid oh it bothered me so much (laughs) and then she's like oh well he's here and now i'm sad again i'm like yeah fucking think I, oh, Kristen, I got so <laughs> mad. <laughs> I got so mad. <laughs> this stupid fictional character pissed me off. I could totally see that being the part that pisses you off for sure. For sure. But in terms of slow burns, I do think it, it was, was a, a good, good book. book. The ending was, there was parts that were unnecessary. Like if they could have just said like, hey, the ex-fiance called me. And I told him to fuck off and I sent him the ring or whatever. And then I made a trip to Boston and I hung out with my girlfriends and they met my daddy bread baker. And then we lived and then like that was it. Like that could have like I felt like she wanted to tie up loose ends and then just did it in like a chapter. And it was fucking weird and it made no sense to the character development. That's fair. I still can't get over the daddy bread picture. I love Jamie. That was dubbed. She is also, I love her bisexual chaos in every, like she's, oh yeah, I got a UTI because I was fucking so many people. I'm like, God damn girl. (laughs) 
but she's so supportive yes this is like the token bestie the token best friend jamie she's so supportive but at the same time she's like now do you want me to be coddling and supportive or do you want the fucking truth i guess shay is just like she needs her hand held all the fucking time so props to jamie for being that bestie who just okay shit would get old really quick (laughs) love you shay i'm I'm sorry (laughs) but shit would get old they were all school teachers, so she has like some built-in patience, level of patience that she's able to pull from. That's why I will never teach children. Yeah, I can't. I can't say I barely have so. patience for one child. But yeah, Daddy Daddy Breadbaker, that might be on the very top of my nickname Love list it. forever. As far as going nickname forward. goes, like we always say about nicknames for the women, this was the first book that had a nickname for the guy, and I am in love with it. That in the one quote about uh, her plump ass haunting <laughs> descendants for a thousand years, that's going to go on my to be remembered list and his nickname. I like how the author talks about big, beautiful women. I really, I really enjoyed it. Like there was a couple scenes where I was like, do you have to call it a squishy belly? Like do it. But I was like, but no, that's why she wants to emphasize that this is a real woman and th- that they come in all sizes and this is what she looks like. And this is her. This is her body. Because at the beginning, it describes how she starved herself to fit into a dress. And now she's eating mm-hmm. wine and snack pack puddings for breakfast. Because <laughs> she gives no fuck. She's like, I missed it. And I'm going to eat my my pudding cups. <laughs> I was laughing where he was like, there was one time where he was like, you ate cheese its for lunch. That's it? No. He was so, so mad at her. You ate Cheez-Its? I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So if we were to judge it on our spicy scale, obviously this would be like a two. I was thinking like, yeah, like a, a, a one and a half, two. I, I will go with you with the two. Because when they do start talking about the sex, the sex is pretty steamy. Like it's not full inferno. It's not, you know, it's not crazy. But some of the things that come out of his mouth i was like oh okay i was not like i said i was not expecting him to say like yeah but you like my cock yeah i'm gonna pat and i was like oh yeah all right okay now i was i get it now but it was it like a good job yes, daddy bread baker indeed but it did take a while to get there <laughs> and i wanted like i said i wanted more so i think yeah, very wholesome. All the characters yes. are wholesome. I mean, it's it's about a school teacher yes, and a farmer. Seriously. <laughs> you don't get much more wholesome than that. It's pretty much like the epitome because we all know all the priest books aren't about nice mm-hmm. priests. So this is about the pedestal. But yeah, I would agree. A two. Two on the chili pepper. Yeah. Good, good. So then the next book that we're going to read is you're going to tell me because you read the first one. So the next book that we're going to talk about is uh, His Secret Illuminations by Scarlett Gale. This is why I like the book is because it is a reverse where the woman is the dominant alpha and he is the submissive, uh, innocent, sweet character. And I really enjoyed that on top of it being a fantasy, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, We can also read the second book, because I'm in the middle of that one right now. So we can talk about how the first one is a slow burn and then ends really spicy. And then the second book is just like dirty fucking nonstop <laughs> and continuing them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're not they're not hard. Yeah. And so we can talk about both of them then. 
um, I got, I got TikTok sold essentially. So I've been thinking about taking like probiotics for a while. Mm -hmm. And have you seen, (laughs) have you seen the TikTok ad that's out for women's vaginal health probiotics? (laughs) So you're going to have to look it up. But I was so intrigued because I was confused as to whether or not it was a porn <laughs> ad or a probiotic okay. ad. But there you have this ad where it's like, my boyfriend says I taste like sweet oh. cream. Oh and it's a vaginal health probiotic. And they like, one of their biggest marketing things was like, regulate your your taste Regulate your taste and your smell, and your boyfriend will want to come back for more. I was like, now I have to look at this company. And then they sold me. So I bought like three pack. (laughs) TikTok sold on what I thought was a porn ad, but was women's vaginal health probiotics. If if one pops up, because they're all (laughs) over my shit now, um, I'll send it over to you. But yeah, the ones about your boyfriend are motivating. Sweet. I'm in. (laughs) thank you guys so much for joining us don't forget to come find us on all of our socials we're indecent tea time on instagram tiktok and reddit and we'll be around so send us a dm and we can't wait to talk to you guys next time bye thanks for joining us for some indecent time come back for more naughty tea